Hello, this is Len Tengis welcoming you to the iPodcast AGCMO Weekly Podcast. In each episode, we'll feature information about a contractor, specialty contractor, supplier, contracting agency, owner, or legislative or regulatory issue pertinent to the construction industry in Missouri. We'll feature industry professionals and other construction industry representatives to help our listeners stay up to date with current and future trends in construction. So here we go. Welcome back to iPodcast AGCMO. Our guest today is Brian Holscher, and Brian is the executive director for Metropolitan St. Louis Sewer District and Project Clear and everything that helps keep our Water and wastewater, healthy and clean here in the St. Louis metro area. Brian, thank you. Thank you, Lynn. Really, the topic of our podcast today has to do with the current 2023 wastewater and stormwater rate proposal. And sort of like to talk with Brian about where this started, where we are now, and where we're going in the future. So let's start with where it started. How did you come up with the current rate proposal and where did this all start what was the genesis behind it sure and there's two pieces we're giving the rate commission this time kind of two programs to take a look at as part of the rate proposal so one is the wastewater side we have a consent decree that we have to abide by with a set schedule and the consent decree is with the environmental protection agency coalition for the environment and it was an agreement that we signed in 2011 as to what the schedule is for us to meet all the requirements of the Clean Water Act. We were sued or had this consent decree put in place like most large communities have with the EPA. Mm -hmm. So right now it's scheduled to be completed by 2039. So one of the ways to accommodate that process and to provide uh, transparency to what we're doing every right now four years we go back to the rate commission for a couple reasons. One, it allows us to kind of reset, let the rate commission take a look at what we spent, how cost effective or not cost effective we've been, what we've accomplished, are we on schedule, are we meeting the needs of the community, those types of things. Now we do that every four years. One thing on the wastewater side, and this is kind of before it happens, we have to do the work. It's either we have to do the work as the consent decree or especially now, uh, a lot of regulatory issues are popping up that are going to cause additional expenditures. And we knew about those on the front end. And if you don't do the work, the penalties are pretty severe, I would imagine. For the consent decree, they are. Daily fines, daily penalties for not... Be, and we've met every one of the goals of the consent decree. Which probably cost the ratepayers more than if you don't do the work. Yes, it would cost a lot more. You know, one of the reasons were, I think we did a pretty good job with our partners, the contractors and the engineers primarily, gearing up for this and knowing it was going to happen. And that helps keep us on track, usually gives us a large pool of people so we can always find the best price. And it's actually worked out very well. So we come back every four years, and it's not a question of whether we're going to do the work, it's how we pay for it. Mm -hmm. So, uh, for instance, on the wastewater side, 98% of the capital work that's in front of the rate commission on the wastewater side is mandatory either through the consent decree or some other regulation in this rate proposal, the the Clean Air Act change uh, change in those regulations drove that. Mm -hmm. So the big thing that's considered is, one, are we being cost effective? But the second part is we want to always offer the customer a choice as to whether they want to pay for cash, 
for the program for the next four years, or do they want to give us authority to borrow more money? So we take the time before we submit the rate proposal to the rate commission saying, okay, what does that look like? What do we have to do for the CD? What do we have to do for the regulatory groups? What are some reasonable alternatives for funding through bonding and borrowing money? And what would it look like if we didn't do that? So we do that, and that waste, well, we repeat that every four years. And I think it's become somewhat familiar to the rate commission. They know we're coming to them. Don't necessarily know the content, but they know that's coming every four years. And when you say a couple things, when you say the customer, <clears throat> there is no one customer. Right. The customer base is so diverse and so broad. I think that's a thing that people don't necessarily think all the way through about how broad your customer base is. Right. Now, rightly so. I So we're the city of St. Louis. We're 90% of St. Louis County, out to about 109 in, in Wildwood. It is broad. It's different. I fully understand most customers think of themselves and maybe their neighbors. MSD, the Rate Commission, our Board of Trustees, you got to kind of think bigger and think of all 1.3 million customers as you move forward. Including residential and commercial. Residential and commercial, yes. Not-for-profits, kind of everybody that's our customer. We are constantly having contacts with the public. The public's constantly contacting our board of trustees. Every time we start a rate commission process, then there's another opportunity for the the public to participate and give their feelings about what they think about what's being proposed. So you saw this four-year cycle coming up. You and your staff sat down, looked at the work you need to accomplish over the next four years, put some price tags on it, some estimates that seemed to make some sense, figured out what it was going to cost over the next four years, and then based on that went back and tried to build some sort of a rate proposal for your quote-unquote customers that makes some sense and would get you to the finish line of where you need to get to over the next four years. True. Yeah, and, and just so folks know, we don't look for just the four years. Right now we're at the point where staff's looking through 2040, and, and the only place we've got definition is really for kind of what we think the next eight years will look like. So we go to the rate commission. We not just provide this four years, but let them know, you know, so therefore, and then the four years after that, if we do this, this is what we anticipated. I think it helps the rate commission really have a view, a long view as to what's going on and, and why we're proposing what we're proposing. So you have the proposal. You make up a nice PowerPoint presentation. You get the rate commission together and For those who don't know, the Rate Commission is composed of 15 different representatives from every walk of life in the St. Louis metro area imaginable, and those 15 people get together and receive this rate proposal from you. So that's where we are right now. You have presented the rate proposal to the Rate Commission, and the Rate Commission is chewing it over, looking at all the specifics, asking you a lot of questions. The public is commenting on it. That's basically where we are right now. I think one other topic, and I know it's important to a lot of folks that the Rate Commission is also considering, is trying again to see if the public wants MSD to participate district-wide with flooding and erosion issues. So there's a component of that as well. So the Rate Commission's job is a little harder than most years this time. They've really got kind of two proposals. So we're in the middle of that right now. The uh, Rate Commission, per their rules, we've gone through the submitting testimony, submitting documentation, submitting evidence, cross-examination. All of that part has been basically completed. Um, right now, we're, uh, the Rate Commission is in the process of going out and trying to find public opinion. There's 
been a first set of public meetings that have already occurred to try and get input and to share information on what's in the rate proposal. I know there's some more meetings that occur here in the next three weeks. If anybody's interested, if you go to MSD Project Cleared, and we have a section called Rate Commission, and if you go there, you can see what the rate proposal looks like. You can see all the documents have been submitted. The meetings that have occurred, some of those have been taped. You can look at those. What meetings are going to occur in the future? If you want to communicate directly to the Rate Commission, they have a consultant who's doing their outreach. You can click there and you can submit information directly to the Rate Commission. We're in the middle of that part. It's a really important part. MSD does a lot of outreach as MSD. However, sometimes it's hard to really get people energized about commenting what's there when there's not a proposal on the plate, right? The Rate Commission's in a different place. There's now something out there saying this is what it'll cost, this is what it'll get done. And I think it's a really important part, and I think the Rate Commission does a good job of giving multiple opportunities for people to be able to participate and comment. Well, it should be stated that the Rate Commission is an independent agency that even though the funding comes from the district, the district basically allocates X amount of dollars, and then it's up to the Rate Commission to hire their own rate consultant, hire their own attorney, hire their own public relations people, go ahead and conduct all these hearings and do all the things that need to be done in conjunction with the district, but basically independent from the district to allow citizens to participate and react however they care to. Yeah, and that's that's a really important point. They are uh, independent. Sure, it has to come out of MSD's budget, but beyond that, what it gets spent on, exactly what activities get scheduled, that's all the purview of the rate commission. Let's shift gears a little bit. You mentioned the stormwater side of things. We talked about the wastewater and the consent decree and everything. Let's talk about the stormwater side and why that's part of the current proposal. We've had some really good examples here lately. So we said we started in the beginning, oh, back to 2019. We submitted a proposal in front of the ratepayers to say, hey, MSD is not the flood control agency, but if you give us funds, we can help start resolving areas that flood. We are also don't own the creeks and streams, and there's a lot of erosion issues. And they're, both of them are caused by um, different changes in the climate. But we don't have a district-wide fund to start taking care of those. We knew as of two years ago there's about $700 million worth of problems. That was before the storms we had in the summer of 2022. And so I understand the public's frustration. As a matter of fact, we feel it. And MSD, one of the reasons we submitted a rate proposal is we're a good region-wide entity to really start at the right place and fixing some of these problems. You get a lot of phone calls that my basement's flooded, my backyard's washing away. What are you going to do about it, MSD? Right. Well, this, and it's, it's even worse now. It's I live next to a creek, and there's four feet of water over my front porch with this latest one. So that occurs. We understand the, the uh, concern. I, that's why we tried in 2019. The public did vote 53-47 not to have us collect revenue to participate. We've learned a lot since then about some options, for instance, on the expenditures we found through some small taxing districts offering grants for municipalities to kind of work things on their priorities was a, a good option. That's included in this proposal. We're concentrating a little more on environmental justice areas. Not only is it a, a good thing for us to concentrate on, but also may help us with bringing in outside funding by doing things a certain way. And I think a big one is we're taking part of the dollars and we're, we're going to dedicate those to having a region-wide entity 
discuss with us, somebody like the Municipal League, okay, we're taking care of all these. Is there something big we're missing, kind of a real long-term regional initiative? So we wanted to set dollars aside to do something like that. And not that this is the solution is should we – people are just getting flooded every three years next to – should we just start buying those out? Is that just a good initiative? Obviously, you can't do that municipality by municipality, but you could possibly use a regional fund to really focus it on certain areas. So we've got all those components in the proposal. We think we put a lot of stuff we've heard since 2019 – that's in front of the rate commission. Uh, they've given us some ideas of how maybe we should adjust things, and that's that's the reason for the rate commission. We're kind of going through that process now as to what should that really look like before we put something in front of the voters, which, contrary to the wastewater system, on the stormwater, when the public votes, it's going to be should MSD provide the service or should they not? It's, it's a much cleaner question, much more uh, impactful decision than what goes on with the wastewater side. So right now we're at the end of July. We're going through all the process, all the public hearings are going on and will be going on. Going forward then, I believe the Rate Commission report needs to be submitted to the trustees sometime in September. True, yeah. And the Rate Commission will look at all the input, provide some opinions on areas where the proposal is could be improved potentially and that report then goes back to the trustees and is presented to the trustees for their consideration as far as where they want to go forward that's the path True. going forward yeah I, I think even in a little more detail the next two three weeks is public more public hearings per the rate commission as you indicated they, the rate commission has about a month set aside to deliberate on what their recommendations will be uh, I think it's September 3rd. It's sometime early in September. Mm -hmm. The rate commission by charter has to be done with their recommendations. They give it to our trustees. Our trustees have usually about three months to consider. They've got, uh, obviously, in front of them MSD staff's proposal. They've got the recommendations from the rate commission, and they go through their own deliberative process to determine what is it we want to move forward with. They'll determine that by the end of the year. The other thing they will determine is what is the date that we will have an election for both the wastewater one, which is whether or not we borrow money, and the stormwater as to whether or not a new charge should be put in place in order to fund flooding and erosion. That should be decided by the end of the calendar year. Uh, the first chance for an election is April, so that's the first chance for us to have both on the ballot. April of 2024. April of 2024. Between that, MSD, we budget this every time we have one of these rate proposals, we'll spend about three months simply educating people on what the issues are, what happens if you vote yes, and what happens if you vote no. Uh, MSD won't be advocating for either one. Our job is to really educate the public and let them decide what's the right way to move forward. And so as April hits, uh, assuming all the elections are in April on the wastewater side, the program keeps going. It's just a question of how we pay for it, and that gets impacted almost immediately. If a stormwater program is approved in April 2024, all of the changes will occur at the start of calendar 2026, or at the end of calendar 2025. We'll keep the current program, and then everything will kick in place with the new revenues and the increased program size if the public votes yes. If they vote no, things will stay kind of the way they are right now. We'll continue with the buckets and the pumps. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, yeah, we've, uh, 
we've been lucky here the last, I don't know about everybody else, but me and my director of operations, every, right now, especially every day, we're tracking the weather radar to see weather major fronts. And we've been a little lucky here lately with things going north and south of us, and there's nothing wrong with that. But yeah, yeah. I talked to somebody in Columbia, Missouri, that they had three and a half inches of rain in 30 minutes Yes, last and, week. And, and we're, we're watching those storms that they come across, say, ooh, Kansas City got hit, Omaha got hit, mm-hmm. Columbia, got, and you just watch it, and it looks like it's aiming for you, and we've been kind of lucky. Things have been veering off to the north and veering off to the south, which is, which is good for us. Right. The problem is one of these times it's not going to. So, so this rate commission process basically is a, is a short term thing in in your world it's sort of you develop a rate proposal you drop it in a rate commission bucket that rate commission chews it around looks at it examines it turns it over looks at it from every angle gives you a report back the rate commission sunsets at that point until the next time that there's a rate proposal after that it's really up to the trustees to make a determination about what does or doesn't go on the ballot and how that all moves forward Correct, yeah, and, and it does end, you're right, the rate commission sunsets, and then it's up to the staff to execute per the rate proposal. You know, there's kind of two years in there where you're doing the work, you're identifying things that work real well based on your predictions in the rate proposal, things that didn't, and you start thinking about, okay, I know I'm going to have to go back to the rate commission four years from now. Assuming the public votes in bonding, obviously you vote bonding for a four-year period, then that money's gone. Then you got to think about what to do four years later. So we know until things change drastically, we will always be going back to the rate commission. I think a four-year cycle has actually worked pretty good. It gives us a chance to perform, but then it's not long enough out that things get out of hand and the rate commission has the ability to put their fingerprint on what we're doing and, and make some comments and do provide some oversight. And with that in mind... Now's the time for the public to get engaged. Not that the public can call you on a daily basis, but this is a special opportunity that all these public hearings are going on. They're all being recorded. All the outreach is going on right now. So it really is a unique time for the ratepayers to get engaged in the process. Yeah, there's going to be some decisions made by staff, the rate commission, our board. They're going to impact them for the next four years. I know they've got their concerns right now, and we're glad to hear those. But it, it, is, it gives you a chance to see what the future really looks like. It's sometimes not always easy for, the, for some of our customers to understand, well, they just decided to do this this year, not understand that it's uh, you know, just the rate proposal, the con- consent decree that we mentioned earlier actually ends in 2039. And there's a list of projects and a schedule in our consent decree that goes all the way to 2039 along with some regulatory schedules are getting added in here for other regulatory reasons at the end of the year or so. And what I've seen from the hearings that I've been to is that MSD staff is there, and if people show up and they have some issue that may be part of the rate proposal or may not be, your staff is there to help answer questions. It's a chance to really have a one-on-one contact with members of your team. If you want to go solely... You're not, you know, you just want to hear what's on the rate commission, but you really want to talk to somebody about a problem you have. We have staff from every one of the departments there to answer those questions. And we've heard things from, hey, I, you know, you did this project and the area is sinking in my backyard. Hey, that's, you know, a good time to talk to the right folks. They'll go through. The street wasn't repaired in front of my house. I heard that, yeah. Hey, I, you know, part of our presentation is going over our customer assistance program to help low-income individuals. 
I didn't know about that. Hey, can you come out and discuss this with my neighborhood? And we even get opportunities like that. So it's just another, probably not the main intent of the public hearings for the rate commission, but just another place to touch folks with some of their day-to-day -day problems. And uh, we make sure we provide the staff that we can provide a response. In conclusion, restate where people go to find the list of the hearings, how they get involved, where they go. If you go to MSD Project Clear. That is the website. Now, that's our internal full website. But if you take a look and you look under, you know, what we do, there's an area called Rate Commission. If you click on that, everything you want to know about the Rate Commission will be there. You'll have the list of the meetings that have already occurred. You'll have the list of the public meetings that are going to occur. If you want to read our rate proposal, you can do that. If you want to read the proceedings through the Rate Commission, you can do that. We've recorded some of the previous public meetings. You can watch those if you wish. If you want to communicate with uh, directly with the consultants for the rate commission, there's a link there that you can do that. It allows you to plan everything out and decide how you want to participate. People choose different things. We know some folks, especially now, are doing maybe virtually kind of attending what's going on. Some people, and I love this part, some people just love to go to the library. We're having our presentation in here live, and, and that's great mm -hmm. too. Brian, I appreciate the work that you and your staff team do. Ideally, it all goes unnoticed. Ideally, it's all underground. Ideally, the toilets run and the sinks run and the sewers run and everything goes away and gets treated properly and we all have a healthier community to live in. A lot of it goes unrecognized, but I know that uh, a lot of people really do appreciate the work that you and your team do, so thanks very much. Well, I thank you very much for that, and I, I would say in an increasing number, thanks to the people who do send us notes and say, hey, we do, we now realize what you do, and we're glad for what you do. We're, th we're thankful for what you do, so thank you very much. Thanks again for listening. It's easy to subscribe to iPodcast AGCMO on almost any podcast platform that you use. We hope you do subscribe and continue to listen as we move forward with this important project for the construction industry. To access our prior podcasts, visit www.agcmo.org, not only for podcasts, but for additional information about AGC of Missouri.